Hey, are you a high achiever who struggles with perfectionism? Do you get stuck in the cycle of overthinking? Do you do everything for everyone else because you think otherwise it won't get done? Do you feel like you should come with a disclaimer? Hi, I'm anxious. (laughs) Hey, I'm Katie. Full disclosure, I'm not a therapist, doctor, or mental health professional. I'm just a career mama who also struggles with anxiety. For me, anxiety reared its head at the most inconvenient times, when I wanted to be present with my family, at those high-pressure business meetings, when I was laying in bed awake at night worrying instead of sleeping. I just wanted to relax and be able to have fun, and I know that you do too. What if you found tools to manage your anxiety? What if you knew how to enjoy life even though you are anxious? Look, it's time to put down that third cup of coffee and swap it for some lemon water. We're going to get control over anxiety so it can stop controlling you. Let's go, girl. Hello, friends. Welcome. How are you today? To be honest, I'm feeling a little bit tired, but not in a terrible way. I've had a little one not sleeping well, which means I'm not sleeping well. There's a lot going on in my day job. And I'm just finishing a coaching program to help me in my business. It's all a lot. And I'm understandably tired, but not to the point of burnout. And this is what I want to talk with you about today. I want to talk about overwhelm. We've all experienced it at one time or another. And if you're here, I think you probably have experienced it more than you would like. Am I right? You're a high achiever, so you push and push yourself to the limit and beyond pretty regularly. I know you're not a stranger to this. And I'm betting that you're also not a stranger to stress, anxiety, panic, or burnout that can accompany overwhelm if you let it go on for too long. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about a tool that I use to help me combat overwhelm, and I've really seen how much it has helped me to avoid reaching the point where I'm feeling those icky feelings of panic, like, oh my gosh, I have too much to do, or stress, when am I going to get all of the things done on my to-do list, or anxiety, as in I've been overwhelmed for so long that I'm also anxious most of the waking hours of my day. I'm guessing you know that feeling. You're tired, you're crabby, your jaw and shoulders are tense. Is any of this sounding familiar? If so, don't worry friend, I've got you today. We'll talk about that one tool that I use to help me combat these feelings when overwhelm leads to stress, anxiety, panic, and maybe even burnout. The tool I've used to successfully avoid this feeling is constraint. And I've used it in a very specific way that has been so helpful in avoiding overwhelm. I work to constrain my focus on one thing at a time, whether it be constraining myself to one goal I want to accomplish at a time, one specific area of my life I want to focus on at the time, or one teacher I'm going to focus on learning from at a time. Now let's break these down a little bit more, shall we? Let's talk about constraining yourself to one goal. When you set a goal, it typically covers a certain period of time. For example, an annual goal, quarterly or monthly goal. What I've found works best for me when using constraint with goals is to match the time period with the amount of overwhelm I'm experiencing at the time. The more overwhelm I feel, the smaller the time frame for the goal needs to be. The lesser overwhelm I'm feeling, the larger the time frame for the goal can be. So let's say that you've woken up in the middle of the night and your mind starts spinning on all of the things you think that you need to do that day. What you can do is choose one goal for that day, whether it's focusing on one area of your life, like your kids, 
or one task or project like making your meal plan for the week and shopping or completing your business expenses for the month. If you constrain your goal, you are forced to mentally break down what needs to be done and focus on just what's ahead of you, what the next step is basically. Now let's talk about constraining yourself to focusing on one area of your life at a time. In order to talk about this, I think we also need to talk a little bit about the concept of balance. As high-achieving women, we know that balance in life doesn't necessarily exist or is a concept that is taken to mean that we literally give equal amounts of time, energy, effort to each of the areas of our lives at all times. And that simply isn't possible. And I don't think desirable either, but that's another conversation for another day. Sometimes it can be helpful for you to choose that you will be focusing on a larger proportion of your time, energy, effort into one area of your life based on what's going on for you in that season of your life and the priorities that you have. Maybe you've decided you want your relationship with your partner to become a focus area for you during this time of your life. Perhaps you're launching a new program in your business so that you need to focus your time on that. Or perhaps you've decided to focus on your physical health. And in order to do this, you may need to spend less time, energy, effort in other areas of your life. I want you to think about how doing this intentionally can help you avoid that overwhelm. For me, much of the relief I feel in making the decision to focus more on one area of my life comes from having made the decision, the purposeful decision to focus on that area, and communicating this to those around me who I may need support from can be all that I need to free up my mind from that overwhelm, anxiety, and the generally awful feelings that I can have when I haven't made the decision to like consciously prioritize where I want to and what I want to. Finally, let's talk a little about constraining focus on learning from one teacher at a time. This is how I recently used the tool of constraint that I mentioned earlier. I participated in a group coaching program for my business. In doing this, I purposely and consciously made the decision to focus only on learning from this one coach and working on this one program to the exclusion of all other things. I did this so I could reap the maximum benefit from the program and focusing only on this helped me eliminate overwhelm because whenever I was presented with the opportunity to focus on something else, because I had decided in advance who and what I was focusing on, it was easier to say no to the other thing. For example, one of my other coaches was running a program that I've been interested in for a long time and the program only opens every so often, I think like every few months, but I had already decided to commit to the program that I was in, what I was already doing. So I was able to let that other program go, knowing that I had made my decision to commit and focus on the existing program. To wrap up, we discussed how you can use constraint to help eliminate overwhelm, stress, anxiety, panic, and burnout. And we discussed three specific ways you can use restraint to help you with this, including focusing on one thing at a time, like one goal you want to accomplish at a time, one specific area of your life you want to focus your time and energy on, or one teacher you're going to focus on learning from at a time. Your homework this week is to consider specifically how you can use constraint to help you reduce overwhelm, panic, stress, and anxiety. Then come join my free Facebook group and share what you've chosen to constrain your focus on. I'd love to have you there. Before we part today, I'd like to share a review from one of my podcast listeners, Michelle Vasquez. Michelle says, Katie's podcast is amazing. I am overly anxious and this has helped me so much. 
Michelle, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that the podcast has helped you. I know what it's like to be overly anxious, and you're why I'm here. Thank you for your support and for sharing your review with us. Also, friends, if you haven't already done so, would you please take a minute to go to Apple Podcasts and rate the show and leave me a review? By doing that, you not only give me important information that I need to create shows to help you, but you also help other incredible high-achieving women just like you to find the show. Friends, I look forward to talking with you next week. Hey friend, thanks for being here. Did today's episode help you feel more in control of your anxiety? Did it inspire you to rest or relax? Or maybe it challenged you to really look at why anxiety is a part of your life. If so, I'd love to hear from you. If you would take 30 seconds, pause this episode, scroll down in Apple Podcasts, and leave me a review, I would be so grateful. See you next week. Disclaimer, I am not a medical professional and this podcast is not providing therapy or medical treatment. Contents of the podcast are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult your healthcare provider with your health questions and concerns.